0: good morning good afternoon or good evening this is the Rams Writer podcast the podcast from the fan for the fans I'm your host Simon aka the Rams writer now there might not be football on the pitch but we actually have a few bits and bobs to talk about off the pitch so without further ado let's get into the show So then, the main talking point today is going to be that Derby County have decided to furlough their non-playing staff. I believe it was about 120 members of staff. So that is obviously, they won't be getting paid, they'll be taking a 20% pay cut and the money they'll be getting will be paid by the government. So, what do we think about that then? Well, some of you, I, I, I only found out about a couple hours ago john percy from the telegraph reported it um yeah <laughs> so as usual we, we all well john percy if you don't know him he, he you know if something comes from him is uh it's always the god's honest truth i guess but a couple of you have uh given your thoughts on it so trident ram is basically on twitter is basically modern football it is toss <laughs> jimmy gregory uh jimmy dcsc on twitter is put Yeah, you know, it's quite i like, I like his, his response on this he's put given our financial situation and the unknown nature of how long this goes on for i am now generally concerned there may be might be barely a club left to go to back at the end of all this don't see us doing this unless we we absolutely had to now i'm not the only club in the championship that's done it i believe sheffield wednesday have also done this as well so far Uh, Dean Owen, Dean02293 on Twitter says I'd be interested to know if any of the playing staff will take a percentage wage cut to help pay the remaining 20%. DZFC says This is what happens when you run a business badly. DazW71, I'm surprised it's taken this long to be honest. And Susie again's commented on that. They had a bit of a conversation in the middle of all this. I think we're one of the few clubs not topping up with twenty percent, and we've shed plenty on zero hours too. Now, just under zero hours, there is members of staff that are on zero hours contracts. There, they have gone. Uh, they went quite early on, as in you know, they've said Look, can't really, don't really need you. Um, I noticed my, I've got family that you know that work there, um, and unfortunately, they've they've been you know said that we can't. Have you here at the moment essentially? You know, there's, there's nothing for them to do, um and because on zero hours, they don't pay them. Um, so, but I mean, does does then obviously you know again come with a decent, you know, nice quote level headed response. Unfortunately, it's only to be expected with no income. Hopefully, the furlough won't have to be for many more weeks and we can get back to normality. And Susie again then puts. I think it will be long enough to cause hardships for plenty employed by DCFC. Football's business incompetence and gambling on promotion and overpaid players is going to come home to roost. And if we won't be the highly paid who will suffer, it's not their fault either. Too much money in the game. Cluffy called it. Said all this money powered in by TV companies would change the game for the worse. Hmm. That is a debate on football. Um... That's not a bad comment, actually. Uh, Fischler, one. They run at a night Not like the primary clubs who make millions. It's true. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Um, Steve Tomo01 oh, says disappointed, but not, but also surprised. Oh, sorry. Disappointed, but also not surprised. The viability of the club under its previous model was unsustainable. A move to more organic academy model was overdue. Looked to be producing the impact of Corona has hugely ex- exacerbated the financial failures of this club and the EFL. Yankee underscore Ram says, the, best pl- ble- the players best be taking the pay cut as well, no need for them to make weekly what they do if they are not playing. Uh, one, one Ram from Derby says, it's business guys, no business has ended pop pot, no income coming in and no idea when it turn. who can afford to endlessly pay anyone anything, 20% or not? uh and got store kick it says shocking this should be covered by reducing players wages adam cm88 says fucking shameful and finally igor v smith says <laughs> and yet to cash converters with a buyback option oh dear yeah so that there's some of the fan responses that i've got it so that we'll, we'll just break it down with about what the news story sort of said so so Derby County has placed around 120 non-player staff on furloughs, the COVID-19 lockdown crisis bites. Yada, yada, yada. Um, this goes on to say about the football being suspended. The Rams are the latest club to furlough its non-player staff following the likes of Chef Wednesday. Um, yeah, they'll go through... But it's Derby. So Derby, Derby are not going to make up the difference, the 20%. They're not going to make it up. However big however Derby are expected to announce a major initiative to support the local community and the staff backed by manager Philip Coccu and first team players Derby are also understood to be discussing wage reductions with their players and the professional footballers association with the season on hold so currently then they've just announced that they're, they're, they're furloughing um, there's obviously they've got plans in place or an idea in place you know, the way it's been reported might not be the way it seems. You know, we've seen this a lot in the press at the moment, with just about everything, really. Um But it didn't help obviously Wayne Rooney came out the other day he, and said he's in a position where he can take a pay cut, he could take a thirty percent pay cut and it would affect him. But there is players out there that maybe can or can't So, I know footballers are on ridiculous amounts of money, more so in the Premier League than they are in the Championship. So, I mean, you look at sort of like, I don't know, the academy players that are coming through, they're not going to be on massive, massive wages. Um, You know, perhaps they're on about maybe two or three, four grand a week. I know, obviously, that's a lot. Um, You know, you're looking at about 12 grand a month, potentially. Which in essence is a lot of money, but these kids have got more. You know, potentially they've got mortgages to pay. You know that they they, they've got they they do a lot of people. You live to your means, I suppose. You know, I I don't. You know, I earn a bit of money. I don't. I'm not not the greatest paid paid person in the world, but I I live. You know, I don't really overspend. Uh, I live to what I can afford, basically. It's not much, but you just live to that. And then a football player, obviously, they'll live to what they can afford. Um, you know, a lot of them will have probably money in investments, in you know, things, you know, property, perhaps things like that. So just because they're getting all this money doesn't mean they've got it to hand. Um, yes, ideally they should be paying. Well, I'd say ideally, yeah. You would have thought that they would take a pay cut, um, but it begs the question though why football is being targeted. Um, because there's a lot of people in this world, you know, there's billionaires, there's millionaires. Um, yeah, it only seems that footballers are the ones that are getting sort of, you need to, you should be taking a pay cut and, and, and all this sort of stuff. What about, you know, Formula One drivers? They're on shed loads of money. You know, they're on multi-million pounds a year, maybe even more than footballers, some of them. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, that you work for your money and you earn your money so to take a pay cut over something that's not your fault you know you might sort of feel a bit well why should i <laughs> you know um and on the other hand though you think you know you'd think well hang about it guys you'd you know you like I said, a lot of footballers these days, are, you know, especially Premier League, wise, well, are millionaires. I mean, if you look at some of the Derby players in 25, 30 grand a week, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know exact sums. I've tried looking because you can find some, but, you know, I, I can't... It's Obviously, it's private, isn't it? You know, you don't go splashing how much money you get in a week. Um, but obviously, the sponsorship deals is well involved. Again, are they still getting paid by the sponsors? Um, and I just think... Yes, we can all go on the footballers about how much they get paid. But, I, I mean, personally, I think obviously that they're in talks about having a pay cut. You know, and perhaps if they have that pay cut, um, then they can pay these the 20%. Just because they're not doing it at the moment doesn't mean they're not going to do it. It looks like all decisions haven't been finalised at the moment. It's basically probably just the first thing of, yeah, we are going to have to furlough our staff. You know, in regards to, I, I know obviously people assume football clubs have made the money, but Derby County been running at a loss, hence why. I know we made 14 million profit by the Southern Pryor Park Stadium. And yes, it was twisted figures. No, Derby County run at a loss. It's essentially, obviously, someone commented on that. Um, oh, sorry, another comment just in uh, from uh, Andy Buckley Taylor, book Taylor64. This doesn't surprise me at all, though I'm disappointed at the club. Years of overspending coming back to haunt Yeah, and this is the point I'm making. Um, so someone like Liverpool, for instance, obviously they, there was massive uproar because they said they're furloughing their staff now they've done a big u-turn now probably from pressure from media and social media and things like that you know they they were a club that I, I believe they were in profit last season, and they've they run out of profit so <coughs> they've now had obviously a u-turn're they, not they're not going to furlough their staff, but Mel Morris you know he's rich, he's got money. How rich we don't know. Yeah, you know, some say it's worth about five hundred million, you know, some say it's worth more or less, whatever. We, we don't know the true number, you never you know, regardless of what you Google or things like that, you will never know. Um but at the end of the day, there's only so much of his money he's gonna put into this club. Hence the investment. Now obviously I mentioned on my last podcast that we were looking at investment from Michael Dell, and then the day after it got sort of came out that it wasn't an investment or anything it was more of a loan, a business loan, potentially, whereby it would help see us through this period of uncertainty. And football finance is is crazy. You know, clubs aren't going to get paid, you wouldn't have thought clubs would be getting paid the money from Sky. I don't know if it's paid at the start of the season to them, so now they've got to pay it back. But just going on what Andy says, years of overspending have come back to haunt us Mel Morris came in and he says he wants to create a a sustainable club sorry Mel but you've not done that you, you've you've totally not done that and for one reason or another you haven't done it um, and going back to again one of the other comments there by it being um, the youth uh, and producing youth yes this probably should have been done maybe not last year but the year before perhaps under rabbit i guess you know we we we, this is this this all goes down obviously to i wouldn't i i think it's mel's naivety and probably immaturity when it comes to running a football club this isn't a business this isn't a computer tech business or you know or whatever it's not it's not a normal run business it's a football club it's totally different it's not run like a normal business you know, you get at the end of the day. At the moment, the club's got no revenue coming in from from ticket sales, um, television rights, anything like that. Without us, football doesn't exist because without us, we don't bring. You know, especially for championship clubs, bolster the Premier League. I don't care about them. For championship and below clubs, you know, we don't. We need that revenue. That revenue that the fans bring in. You know, the, the, the us guys, you guys. that that pay your your money for your beer pay your ticket money pay your merchandise money you know all that money goes towards the club and towards running the club etc paying the the, the players wages this is, this is why you're looking at you know I know a lot of people have been saying about ticket prices this season have been high this is all why because we've got to we has got to make some money back he's got to try and balance the books if you like and every little I know it's not a great deal but every little bit helps um Yes, I, I agree. The ticket, you know, potential ticket prices are unfair. You know, the, 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 you know, I remember a couple of years ago. I think I saw Derby versus Fulham in 14-15 season. Um, I think it was around about twenty quid a ticket. Yeah, that's a fair price, that is. So all of a sudden now, this season, it's probably I think I can't, I think it must have been about thirty pounds, thirty-three pounds, something like that. Why? And, and yeah, yeah, yes. Why? And this is why. And it's very sad that it's come to this. You know, it's very sad that, you know, I our, our, our club can't put afford to pay its staff. When you've got there's other companies out there, you know, my um a girl I used to work with. She her her company is now paying, you know, she's on furlough, but she's getting the twenty percent top up. And, you know, that's that's fair enough. You know, they are they are a small ish business. Um so potentially they can't they can't afford to do that um because the work's still coming in so they've got some people still working and still you know bringing money in <laughs> whereas derby county the only money they're potentially bringing in at the moment is is merchandise money you know and, and that sort of stuff um so it's all it's all confusing all this and I guess to try and sort of go right now—that's pathetic. That's pathetic. You can't be doing that. How dare you? you? Should be. You should have enough money. I think maybe it's jumping the gun a bit because we don't know the full story behind the finances. And obviously, like I said, they're, they're, they're talking about um, players taking a pay cut. Again, if they do, fair enough. Uh, and if it goes towards obviously them members of staff that are now on furlough, then happy days. If it doesn't. Then it's sort of like, well, what's you know, what what's what's cracking on? You know, why, why can't we afford to play our players? So yeah, basically, it could be a little bit of curse, cause for concern over the yeah, potential future of the club. I don't think it's that bad. Um, deep down, I know, the, the, you know, I know one of you guys commented and you said, you know, you're concerned there's going to be a little, or not much left of the club to come back to. And I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I do I do you do have to worry though I guess because of all the aggro we've had with EFL and the selling of the stadium Um, you know and just to just to make a profit we had to sell our stadium technically to our owner which you know it now means Mel Morris owns the Pryor Park Stadium whether you like it or not so does that mean then if a potential buyer comes in he's got to buy the stadium off Mel Morris separately you know so it's all a bit up in the air here there and everywhere at the minute and I just don't know. Um, it's, it's, it's very tough, into you know, really tough at the moment for everyone. You know, not just not just footballers, football clubs, whatever, but for everyone. You know, this virus is affecting everybody. It's a shame, really, because regarding when it comes to football, anyway, you know, Derby are on a bit of a you know, starting to get a bit of a run. You know, it looked like we could potentially, you know, get maybe playoffs, and I just. Came at the wrong time, didn't it? I suppose, if you like. But, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to obviously the club's furloughing and their players and sorry, the non-player and staff, it's something that I suppose has, you know, for, for many clubs maybe had to be done because, because you know, guards of what we think, money might not be in the club that, you know, the money that we think is in the club might not be there. um but at the end of the day, I uh, just think I think Wayne Rooney said it, didn't he? You know, Wayne, Wayne Rooney you're not seeing it, so he said something along the lines of he he's in the position where he could take a thirty percent pay cut and it wouldn't affect his life. But there's other players that couldn't do that. Um and I'm also, I think, we're obviously talking championship and, and lower league, obviously Premier League players should be alright, but there will be players, you know, look you look at the Academy lads and they're academy lads. They they can't. You know, they're going to struggle to take pay cut. Um, you look at the likes of the youngsters that are just coming through, like Sibley's, United, Wicked things, things like that. They're potentially going to struggle just because they've signed a first team deal or you know, and got a contract there. It doesn't necessarily mean they're some massive money because it won't be because you know this is the avenue we're going down. We're not going down this. Um, this sort of let's pay massive wages for players we're not doing that anymore so i think it's basically now if you're a young kid and you want to come play for derby and we offer you a contract essentially we'll give you what you think you're worth you can have a ticket or leave it and i think i think that's 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 the way we need you know we need to be um and the club now needs to be run that way but obviously if there is cause for concern which you know and I think Mel Morris needs to sort of basically bite the bullet and go right okay yeah I may need to sell it if I want you know like I say he said he wanted to get a sustainable product you know a sustainable way of running the club when he hasn't obviously he's failed to do that you know? and through no fault of his own like I said uh, again, I guess I think it's just lack of experience in running a football club um, you know he refused to sell it earlier on September, I think it was last September for 50 million. If someone came with 50 million now, maybe he'd look, sort of go, Yeah, okay, we'll sell it. And I think that's 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 what he's going to have to do, you know, at the end of the day, because he can't keep running this club like this, especially in times like this. So, something else then we can talk about then is um, some of those uh, in the Derbyshire or Derbyshire Live, even Telegraph. Derby County await major FIFA announcement on season end transfer window and contracts. So this is basically FIFA now going right. That's the sort of. I think they need to get it across what's going to be happening. They need to get some clarity, you know. And, that, and that's not just for the players, but for the fans as well, you know, because we need to know. I guess you know, are we going to see this season out? Is it going to be null and void? You know, transfers, contracts, all that sort of stuff. It all needs ironing out. Uh, and I think that you know, just for just for clarity, peace of mind if you like. Um so So basically <laughs> the, the the headline sounded amazing but the story is not the greatest. FIFA is set to confirm that will be an indefinite extension to a 2019 season across the globe, meaning that Derby County season is likely to conclude via fixtures at some point. So they want to get this season finished. Again you know, they've given it an indefinite extension. It, well that's not what people want. Come on, FIFA, sort it out. We are you either put a date on or you don't. I know it's tough, but at the end of the day, this can't go on forever. You know, the, we, don't know gonna, showed, we don't know how long this virus is gonna be said this last my show, we don't know how long this virus is going to be around. You know, it's, it's gonna peak trough, you know what, you know, do we you know, China's still getting I think China would have China was obviously the first country to get it. They're still getting cases now. Not as many granted, but all we're doing at the moment is slowing this, this damn thing down. You know, if if they, for instance, if they went, oh, yeah, there's only, like, we're only getting 15, 20 cases a day, then, yeah, maybe they'd lift it. But 100 cases a day, all of a sudden you've got three, you know, potentially, if you can infect three, I'll let you do the math, you know, in a day. And that's just going to spread. You know, you, look, you think it, it's a stadium full of 30,000 people, Oh yes, exactly. So it could be, and then obviously that's all over the globe. You know, I'm not saying everyone's going to get it and all this stuff, but you know what I mean. So I think they need to sort of put the foot down and go, look. If it's not done by June, we're not on board the season. Sorry, Liverpool. Sorry, Leeds. Sorry, West Brom. You know, <laughs> you lucky buggers, Norwich. You lucky buggers, Villa. You know, it's, it's something's got to give. To give an indefinite one for me doesn't doesn't seem right then what happens with the next season, it's just, ugh, all this for nine games I suppose in the Championship, well, potentially 12 games if you're playoffs. Um It just, yeah, I, I think rather than stuttering, someone's got to put the foot down and and basically grab his nuts and go, right, this is it, if it's not done by, ended by the 3rd of June, that's it, null and void season. At the end of the day, how do they expect the players to pick up where they left off if you like we're in march if it doesn't start again until june they're going to be well unfit three months not playing three months not training (laughs) you say you're potentially going to cause injuries and all sorts so that's something else you've got to think about you know i know these these are top athletes but you can't keep them at that sort of level of fitness without playing surely i'm not not a medical expert but surely you cannot keep them at that sort of intensity for for this time without playing you know so they need to I I know it's it's, it's indefinite but they need to put their foot down and say you know it's got to end by this date (coughs) right so um, but then it goes on to say the move by the world governing body will allow each country's football authority to determine when campaigns can finish laying the foundations for a delayed EFL schedule so again that goes on to what I was just saying FIFA again yeah it's indefinite you decide so FIFA have washed their hands of it basically and given it to the EFL the FA you know the EPL all that everyone and it's not just England obviously of course it's the rest of the world and they're gonna basically put it on their jurisdictions to go right this is when the season ends or what we're doing with it Um, but what they are going to do though is alter the dates for the transfer window and they will allow contract extensions for players who deals are set to run out on the 30th of June 30th of June so with that being said for me then that means they're going to say that they're going to let this go for as long as it must even if it means going into next season or even next year which I think you know what for nine nine games or whatever it is is it worth it? yes you know some, again it's that old thing someone's going to lose out someone's going to win if, you, if you're if you not the this season but how long do you keep it going on for? you know they said obviously a vaccine's not going to be available for 12 to 18 months for me personally they're not some people can't even stay in the house a week let alone years on lockdown so you know I just think I think it, 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 it's pretty drastic and it's like the whole world stock bought. I think, regarding the Football League, it's not important. Obviously, it is, but it isn't. Um, and again, it goes on to the finances. Are these clubs going to be there? You know, there's only so much the EFL can do to support the clubs. <coughs> um, and it says basically they're going to. Re- 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 the plans are going to be revealed in full in the next 48 hours. So, in two days' time, so what with today, Monday? So, Wednesday, by Wednesday, yeah, we should know. Or we're going to get another little thing from the EFL that pops up EFL statement. Yeah, nothing's changed. That's might that's might as well be what they put because nothing ever changes. Uh, and so it says, report claims the plans are likely to be revealed in, the full net, in full in the next 48 hours and will afford maximum flexibility to leagues across the globe, as the spread of COVID-19 is different in each country, which is true, it is. Obviously, Italy and Spain, I believe, they are saying it's slowing down. Whatever. Um, UEFA once again reaffirmed their intentions to finish the current campaign when it's deemed safe to do so. The Premier League season having uh, been at standstill so much. I don't care about Premier League, you know. It's, it's not It's not all about Premier League, for God's sake. Although the report does state that the decision by FIFA does not take null and void off the table, it does, though, it does, they believe, reduce the chances of the season being cancelled altogether. Again, that someone's, no one's got the... No one's, like I say, it needs someone with a big set of balls. It, sorry if there's any, any offended by that, but it, it really does. Just You need a set of bollocks and just go, look, this can't, we can't keep going on indefinitely. We've got to get a date. If it's not done by this date, sorry, but it's done. And realistically, you would think a lot of clubs have got to understand that. And I think you know, I saw some responses. It's got to finish. It's, it has to finish. There'll be legal action. Yeah, but what's? I'm sorry, but this is a worldwide pandemic, worldwide crisis, if you like. And you're facing legal action because you didn't win the league. It, for me, it stinks a bit. You know, you just have a bit of. I think you need to have a little bit of common, well, not common sense. Well, yeah. You know, a little bit of compassion and just realise there's bigger things than football the whole world stopped you know businesses are going bust you know and you know, people are losing their livelihoods people are losing family members and you know it's more important things than finishing the league out in my opinion um, yeah and again it says it goes on to say about, there's been no times no time frames of discussing great for length in Friday's meeting between Premier League clubs Um yeah, so let's just have a quick look. Uh, but some Premier League clubs do, however, accept there might be no option but for the campaign, campaign to resume behind closed doors or even at neutral grounds. While one manager of an EFL club told a publication over the weekend that he has concerns about extending contracts if there's no clear date to refer for football. The manager also has concerns about the integrity of the league when some players are not playing to their full potential, as they know their long-term future doesn't lie at the club. Right. Well, surely if they know they, don't, they know at the moment it's not going to, you know, you normally get your deals done before. Well, I don't know. Actually, you would have thought you'd get your deal done before June or before the contracts run out. You know, you're going to wait till the last minute. on thought. Maybe you are, but I just, yeah. This behind closed doors ball, it just for me, I think you're risking that. What we saw was in 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 Paris where you had all them all them fans that stood outside the stadium. You're still getting people mingling. Are the players going to be fit? You know, who, again, it's that question that I said last week. Who's going to be in the ground? Are they going to be fit? You know. So it's just the 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 behind closed doors thing is a bit yeah it doesn't sit right with me to be honest they have to do it they have to do it but again like I said I, like I've just said I, I, I personally believe that you know there's more there's bigger things than who's going to get in this league finished Um, extending contracts and no clear date for football yeah and again there is I get what he means about the if there's no how can you extend it or oh, we'll extend it for a month or extend it for another month or extend it for another month or extend it for all of a sudden that player then goes Right, okay. So you're going to keep extending for a month. Then you get another club go and go they extend just that for a month. I want him playing for me. Do you want another contract? Yes, yeah, I mate. Does that then mean club? That club then then can then charge and go. You know, so it it just opens a massive massive can of worms. For the you know, but at the end of the day, this is why they need a date. They need a date and say right. If it's not finished by this date, we're not doing it all of a sudden the contract situation it doesn't matter behind closed doors doesn't matter obviously there's just the big hoo-ha of well I you know we should have wanna to leave because I got promoted and obviously there will be the financial the financial things about things but I know some clubs you know I've heard like listen to the media and stuff some clubs have been like yeah okay whatever like live I think the own club was saying well, at the end of the day there's more important things how much it means that, I don't know but <laughs> there is more important things at the end of the day Um so yeah and what did i think i want my so yeah so that's that oh yes and fi- the the another thing that got up to today i don't know where this came from um out of nowhere out of the wilderness as they say derby county <laughs> linked oh dear with <laughs> derby county linked with striker move that was shock fans, Who oh, could it be? What striker could we possibly go in for? Could it be Ronaldo? Has Rooney really persuaded him to come to Derby? No, maybe you never know. Could it be Ibrahimovic again? You know, I know he's 36 or whatever. potentially one season. Could it be Messi? You know, we've heard he's had issues with his contract at Barcelona. All of a sudden, Michael Dell is going to actually buy the club for multi billions of pounds and he's going to shove it and get Messi. No. It's none of them. Sorry to burst your bubble. It is. Cameron Jerome. What? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know guys. I know. I know. I know exactly what you, some of you are thinking anyway. Yeah. According to a report in Turkey I believe. I think it was. Apparently Derby. Uh, a number of clubs interested in signing. Uh, Cameron Jerome. <laughs> I think his contract runs out at the end of the season, he signed for a year now. What is he, thirty three I believe? Why oh why oh why would we sign the thirty three year old Cameron Jerome who was an absolute garbage season at Gostepi, I think that's how you say it, in Turkey. Um he scored three three goals in, in over twenty appearances. Yeah, um to other clubs involved then are like Cardiff oh no, sorry no not Swansea and Millwall. Now <laughs> um yeah it's laughable. I'm not being funny, but I think what did he get? Did he get like five goals in about eighteen games for us? Now most of them came in the last six games of the season. That is all he did for us. He was an absolute shambles over signing. Yes, he had a great a great run of form at the back end in the last few like I say the last few games of the season he got his goals got us some important wins um, in Cardiff especially. But other than that he, for me he, he, was, he, he wasn't good at all. Um, and I remember seeing him pre-season. can't remember it was now. Um, I can't find the comment either on Twitter. Um, I think you might, I think I'm sure it might be Ben, Benjamin, JJ03. Perhaps it might have been you. Um, it basically says said sort of like he would have kept Jerome, and, and got rid of Nugent last season. Um, yeah like I say, you're old, everyone's entitled to opinion, right? But me, I wouldn't. I personally, like I said, I was shocked when we signed him. I thought it was a bit of a poor signing, to be honest. Then he didn't do anything. He didn't show up, really, to the last five games, six games of the season. Then, watching him in pre-season, he looked slow, he looked unfit, sluggish. Didn't look didn't look in shape at all. I know it's only in pre-season, but, you know, you look at some of the other players there, you think, like Frank Lampard's just joined as his manager. I'm going to work my damned hardest to be starting for him. So even if you're blowing out your arse, you're still running your knack off. And that's what David Nugent did. You know, and, and I know David Nugent only about three or four goals the whole season. But his work rate, you know his work rate was work rate was up there. Um you know, and I know he didn't get many goals, but when you had the likes of Wilson firing, Mount Byron, Lawrence got a few, Marriott it it sort of didn't matter. Um I don't know, Nugent got a lot of stick and everyone was like, oh God, why would play Nugent again You know, when we had Marriott a goal scorer on the bench? Uh, Waggon as well, of course, I can kind of think Waggon, Waggon fine in the net as well. Um, but I just think he offered that, he offered a bit more, he offered, like I say, he offered that work rating and that's that's what Nugent did, he never stopped running. Under Gary uh you know, yeah, Vidra got a lot of goals and that was down to David Nugent's hard work, so big props to to Nugent. Yeah, so I wouldn't have, I'd, for me, Ben, I personally I wouldn't have I wouldn't have kept Jerome. I, d- I thought he was tossed when we brought him and shot when we let him go. Um, but that's my opinion anyway. Um, but yeah, to to say that we've got Chris Martin on the books already, who obviously contract runs out at the end of the season, get it signed, Arby. Um, why would you replace him with a thirty-three-year-old who was? He's had a, he's had a poor season in Turkey. It wasn't the best for his beforehand. For me, this story strikes of an agent going to the press, knowing that he's not going to a contract. All of a sudden, his agent goes, "Yo, Cameron Jerome's up for sale. He's looking for a club, basically. This is what he's saying, you know. It's, you know, clubs like Swansea might be probably be laughing. Um, he said Millwall. Well, obviously, there's your links there with Gary Rowett uh, and Derby, obviously the link because he's played with us before." I can't personally see us being after him, to be honest, and a lot of people agreed as well. <laughs> looking at the comments, uh, looking at the comments, anyway. So yeah, that's the other breaking news story. Um, so yeah, that, that that's 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 like I say that rounds up the news, <laughs> the news just to keep you all updated, as you know, a lot of you are anyway, um, but that's that's just my, obviously like I say, this is about giving my thoughts on it, and things like that, feel free to comment when I post this, and just give me your thoughts, uh, I'll always talk, talk to you, in um, regards to what you say, you know, I'm just that kind of person I guess, <laughs> um, so yeah another thing then, one last thing I want to talk about, before I get to your comments, there was a couple of you did, uh, good comments, Um, was I put a team out on Sunday night who, basically, it was regarding, I I sort of assumed that we wouldn't, it basically was without any signings, and I was assuming that Chris Martin would get given a new contract. That's, I think, my desperate plea. Um, And it was sort of like, what I thought, you know, the the team next season could be, barring any sort of signings. Um so I went with Rusing Goal. Simple fact is there's only people got on the books, apart from Mitchell um and Ravas. But I think Ravas contract actually ends at the end of this season. And it's not looking like he's getting a new one. Um Yeah, so I went Rusing goal. Why ruse? That was the first thing I got. What, what well well ruse? Why ruse? Well like I said, no ins um and no outs. If like I've said it before, I'll say it again. Go and get Joe Hart. Whenever this shit bowls over and we go back to normality, football every weekend, transfer windows and all that crap uh, that we all love and we all enjoy and we all miss. Um, I'd say I'd if we could. I know wages would probably be a issue, perhaps, but obviously, why not go for Joe Hart? I'd, I'd basically I would. Yeah, I know he struggled to get in Burnley side, but West, West Ham as well. I think he was at West Ham too as well. Um, I just think he he knows where he's at as a goalkeeper, and I think if he wants to get his career back on track, he wouldn't mind taking a drop into the Championship and potentially, obviously, not having the hundreds of millions of, or hundreds of thousands of pounds that he's used to get. Him. At the end of the day, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's an ex England goalkeeper, you know, and I, I still think he's good enough, especially for this league. And I would bet personally go and get him. On a free at the end of the season, he's he made, he made I think it was a, match of a day or something. He made he pretty much made a desperate plea. Yeah, I'm, I'm available. Um, I want to play football. I'm, I'm desperate to get my career back. So, Derby, go get him. We need a goalkeeper. And I think to be honest, if you've got an England international that you're up against, you're going to up your game. So I think it could help Ruse as well. So yeah, Ruse would be my goalkeeper unless we go going sign Hart. Um, left back Max Lowe. Again, Forsyth. Don't know about his contract situation. Has he has he made enough appearances to get that one year extension? Has been brilliant, I think recently. Um, Well, say recently, (laughs) about a month ago, um, before the season ended. So I would, you know, do we give him another year? It's a tough one, very tough. So centre back then would be Tavarek, and I went for Andre Wisdom, and then I went for Bogle at right back. So that was my back 4 from the goalkeeper. So your midfield holding two would be Rooney and Bird, obviously. That's where it gets interesting now. Then I went with Lawrence on the left, Waggoner on the right, Sibley in the middle, and Martin up front. Now, don't all throw your arrows at me at once. <coughs> because everyone... Well, not everyone, but a lot of you. Are, what about Beale? What about Holmes? <laughs> okay, so... The reason... I I think I didn't go. I didn't put Holmes in. Now I know how good he's been. I know he's been fantastic. Is 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 because Mel's thesis of what he wants is he wants the academy players and he wants at least half of them. Well, with Bogle, Knight, Bird, uh, Bogle, sorry, Bogle, Lowe and Bird. That's three. Sibley's your fourth now. I didn't know who to drop to put Holmes in. It's a very tough one because Lawrence, you know, obviously he's favoured, Lawrence is Lawrence, you know, every manager's favoured him and he has shown exactly what he can do recently. Um, So he'd be on the left. Martin, for me, has to, you know, if he gets a new contract, he has to start, has to be up front. Obviously, it's implicit. He's a striker, duh. And then Wagon, I just think Koku quite likes him. Koku like Koku likes his work rate. You know, he likes his you know his flexibility with positioning where he can play. Um, and even though he's you know he he probably considering obviously he's a forward, you would have thought he's finishing this season. I know he's our, he's our top goal scorer, but he should be he should be at least on I would have said over fifteen. Well, obviously that's three goals, but probably I reckon about eighteen, nineteen goals he could potentially be on this season. If he'd put away chances that he'd missed, penalties, etc., one-on-ones, um, easily between 15 and 20 goals, he could be on this season so far. I uh, just think he's a shooting booth but I don't know. I just can't see him dropping him, to be honest. Um, so where, so where, where, do, where does Holmes get in? I know a lot of you are saying well you put him in the 10 role, drop Sibley, but again, I'm trying to keep this thesis of he wants 50% starting lineup to be, and I'm still only got four of them in there. Obviously, we have got to get, try and get Jason Knight in there somewhere, maybe Whitaker, Jamal Hedringram, Vestia, Baseli. It's a tough ask. A very tough ask to get these players in there. Um, you know, how, how do you get 50%? you your starting lineup to be academy players? And you've got that tablet in there like your Waggons, your Holmes, your Lawrence, your Martin, your Rooney, Wisdom, uh, Taviric. Obviously, we signed one. You know who to try and get that in there. It, it's ridiculously tough. It's going to be massively tough on a senior player as well to handle that. I'm not no disrespect, but I, I feel I'm, I've got better quality than this guy coming through. So I just went on that thesis. Otherwise, it, I would have Holmes in there. Now Bielik, on the other hand, um, Bielik's a very tough one. He. A lot of people when I drop Wisdom and put Bielek in, I ain't gonna drop Wisdom. Wisdom, probably one of my favourite. Well, behind Chris Martin is one of my favourite players. Just is. I just I love his strength, his physicality. Um, he's just so calm, and cool on the ball at times, and you know, just, yeah, he's just odd physical defender. I like that sort of defender, and I think he's really stepped up this season. He's been given a chance. He's shown us what we, he can do, whether it be right back, whether it be centre back. Wisdom for me has to play. Um, Bielik again obviously playing at centre back I don't think he produces best games at centre back I know he says he prefers role as a centre back but for me he's I think the stats show it as well he's more um, he's better in midfield more productive in midfield but who's your you drop? how can you drop Max Bird? can't untouchable at the moment first second name on the team sheet after Rooney and then again you can't drop Rooney so next season though what it just so I know that so that, that's the team I went with obviously you'd have the likes of Bielick Holmes um, I'd have Marriott Hector Ingram on the bench as well um, Forsyth if he's still here um, and again we, we'd need a defender but Davis obviously would still be there um, anyway I think I believe um, so it, what it goes to show is though, now I, I, when I did do this, I knew it, I knew it would raise eyebrows, and I knew there would be questions, especially on the likes of Holmes and Beelick. <clears throat> because also when I was picking as well, regarding Belic, I thought he is potentially. I, we don't know when he's going to be back fit. I can't, I'm sure I read the last time it could potentially be December. So it's a long time to wait without and then for him to jump in the team. Um, it's almost like the George Thorne situation again, you don't want to rush him back. I hope he's not like George Thorne. I hope I hope he can come back stronger, fitter, and, and put his injury behind him and crack on him and have a, a great career um with us. Um you know, and make us lots of money when we sell him. Which <laughs> inevitably at some point we'll do, that's why we bought him for we bought a young twenty one year old for ten million pounds. Or seven or whatever it was, I then seven eight, rising to ten, something like that. So that was another reason as well why I left Bealey Park because I didn't know when he'd be back from injury, and obviously, like I said, it was for next season. Um, and again, obviously, I knew it. I knew it would raise eyebrows about Holmes. Again, like I say, he's probably been I mean, one of our players of the year, if not the player of the year. So that, it, it, but what it what it showed me. um was that we have got some strength in depth at last. Now, when you look back at start of the season or well September, October, November time, sort of right. It, you look to the squad off time and oh, God Jesus, that it. You look to the bench go I'm not happy with that. Not not convinced that these players can come on and do a job. But all of a sudden, you've got the like the, the young lads, if you like, you know the academy lads putting in brilliant performances. You know, Max Bird, prime example, absolutely insane. The way he's grown into his role. There was another podcast, Second Tier Podcast, um basically do the whole they cover the whole EF, uh, the whole championship. Um good podcast. Give it a listen after you listen to mine of course. <laughs> checking. Um but they were saying one of the things. The point was, uh, I think Bird's actually better than Wayne Rooney. Now I don't think he's that good. Um, he, he's good and he's come on leaps and bounds massively. Um, you know, and he is becoming a, a top player, and he will be a top player if he keeps on developing like he is doing currently. So you know. He's brought some quality to the side. Jason Knight playing out of position, playing out of wide. You know, but basically where Kaku said, "I need to play here." Yeah, okay, boss, I'll do that. And he gives a hundred and ten percent every single time. Produces quality, a bit of tenacity. Bogle and Lowe, obviously, I think both really good going attacking, going forward. You know, Lowe, you've got. I think we've got to, go, you've got to give Lowe a bit of credit because this season, when he started this season, he was playing as a right back when Bogle was injured. Defensive-wise, obviously, I think they both could, obviously, improve. But, yeah. So, I think, Lo, obviously, like I said, low Lo needs credit um, for playing right-back when Bogle was injured. Um, and he did well. You know, do, he, he did struggle a little bit because, obviously, he wanted to get to the byline and put a crossing, but he was very reluctant to use his right foot to do that. Um, and Bogle, again, we... we uh, I think we saw we've seen the best and worst of Bogo this season uh, in the last few months. Really. He's not, he didn't. You know, last season. I mean, obviously we go back a year today if you're listening today, which probably won't be tomorrow now. But the 6th of April, he got his first goal in that 3-3 draw against Brentford. And last season we were we were blown away by how good he was. This season we didn't, we've not seen it as much. You know, whether whether. I don't know what it was. Whether you know, you sort of realise, okay, I'm becoming a good player. And it went to his head a bit. I don't know. You know, we don't know this. Um, it can happen. It can happen to young players. You know, when you when you're getting talked up and everything, you know, you can potentially, you know what, yeah. And that that could that that could happen to any young player. You know, whether it be Merv whether it be Bean Bird. You know, I, you know, it could be anybody. And I think there was interest obviously with him in the summer and maybe maybe that went too and maybe sort of turned to it, you know, maybe I could be playing Premier League what we I doing in the championship. But whatever. We, against we, we have you know, the last three three four three four games or so we've seen the you know the, the, the Jaden quality the Jaden Bogle quality of last season where he was taking on players, running at players, having that fearlessness, that confidence Um So yeah, it you got two Academy products there. Incredible, incredible, really. Um, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> it just it just goes to show that you know we have got decent players coming through in our academy. Um, so I've seen nice. and then obviously finally Louis Sibley. We, I think a lot of us are probably in agreement that can say we, we would have liked to seen him more than we had this season. Um, and I think that's fair I think that's a fair point you know, we've only seen him in a few cup games and each game he's, he's played in there he's played well he's, you know, we, we've, 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 he's shown what he's made of he's shown what he's all about and obviously finally got his first league start against Blackburn welcome to Derby County Louis Sibley right, Nick, what a way to make your, your first league debut your first league start sorry um, then put one in Topman's from 25 yards Thank you very much. And we all know, you know, a lot, a lot of people who watch the academy know that, know he's got that in his locker, uh, know he can do that. And this is what I mean: you, when you've got players that are jumping up from the academy and bringing that first team quality straight onto the pitch, it just shows how, 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 how much depth. And yes, there's a few positions I would improve. You know, I think I think we do need some. Maybe that an, an out and out winger. Um, again, it's it's a tough one because if you you know again I think we need potentially someone that's maybe a young winger that's going to give Tom Lawrence a little bit of a kick up, not necessarily a kick in the arse, a kick up the arse, but um, just that sort of. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want that position of yours. I just think it, it would probably keep him going a bit longer and be a bit more consistent for a bit longer. Um, and obviously, right wing as well. Again, you've got Holmes that could potentially play there. You've got Wagon, but none of them are natural wingers. So again, then obviously Wagon could be. You know, you've got you then got Martin Marriott and Wagon fighting for that that position. That's if we keep all oh, Marriott. So obviously, there's a lot of unsolved sort of questions. But what I'm saying is. We now have a lot of quality and a lot of strength and depth, and that's something we didn't have before. And that team that I put out just goes to show that 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 that's a that's a quality side. I think uh, I think many if if that was on the if that was a team sheet that came out, I think we'd all be very confident about that. Um, you know, it's like essentially when you know when we got uh, Blackburn, you know, all of a sudden Rooney wasn't there, but Shinny Shinny came in and filled you know filled in and did brilliantly unsung hero I felt Shinny was in Blackburn worked his socks off all game broke up play got us going forward again you know just sort of sat there and let Max Berg control things dictate things so everyone was barking off the same hymn sheet and that is what we need and that is why I think next season we, are, we if and when it starts again <laughs> if we are in the championship still um, I think that's why we potentially are up for challenging next season so yeah that, that was my team that I decided to put out, and yes, I knew it would get a few comments, and I'm glad it did. And you know why? Because I'm glad, just for that one night, that couple hours or so, we got to debate about football again, not in coronavirus or whatever, but football, because I think we've all missed that debate about football. um And then, obviously, just finally, then before I go into your comments, there's only a couple of comments. Um, I put a poll out um, earlier on, stupidly. I forgot to, I, I didn't, I, I, I said it for 24 hours, but I didn't mean to. And basically, I just put a poll out saying who is this year's, you know, who, player of the season vote. And I, I put, the, the candidates I put were Holmes, Martin, Bird, or other so 5% went other only one of you commented and that was uh, David C Cranham and he put Waggon which is fair enough top goal scorer 20% went Max Bird very close for top and second uh, but Martin has 35% and Dwayne Holmes is 40% so you know majority there picked Dwayne Holmes I'll be interested to see what it goes like to tomorrow. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of Martin fans. Obviously, I'm one of them. Uh, I would pick... I think I'd pick Martin. The, 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 obviously, one, I'm a big fan. Uh, but I think, for me, Chris Martin had a lot to prove this season. You know, he's not been in and around the team now for a couple of years. And to come back... Not be starting, find himself low, you know, down a pecking order. by in mind, this is someone that, you know, was probably first name on the team sheet. Then all of a sudden, he was outcasted by two different managers. Was it two? Rowett, yeah, Rowett outcasted him eventually in December, didn't he? Um, who did it before that? Oh, Pearson, Rowett, and Lampard. So three managers said York, but you know he's he's come in and he's you know not necessarily been starting but he's been on the bench you know he's got his illness and every single time he's been on he seemed to make an impact you know and that's what you want from a striker he's I can't I I did have the figures but I've lost the figures now but he is basically our most um, predominant he's been involved in the most goals this season that's goals and assists Um. And that, for me, is why I'd give him player the season because of everything he's gone through, the fact that he's not started every game, where he's used to starting every game. You know, he, He's coming off the bench and making an impact, doing something, getting everyone involved. And he, he, he's becoming that Chris Martin. He's coming in, dropping deep, and allowing runners to get ahead of him. And, yeah, everything is everything's great when he's playing. <laughs> Again, I'm biased, but, yeah. Now, for me, it would be Chris Martin. So, um, let's get to your comments then so uh did it did it did it did comments first one is Mark Andrew Coote, who is a he's a ram is from Derby but he now resides in Norway and he says Hope you're all staying well and adhering to the regulations. Here in Norway, Norway, we started three weeks before the UK with all the regulations and advice. The virus is under one R. not sure what that means. That is, it's infecting less than one person per infected. That's good then. So they're lifting some restrictions now after Easter. Really good. This was only after the citizens took it serious and did everything we were told to do. So even if you think it's a load of bullshit... The only way to get the country back up and running is to follow all the advice so that the virus has nowhere to go. See, it is. And that this is experience now. We do need to listen. We do need to start taking control of ourselves and going, yeah, you know what? The the, the quicker we do this, the quicker we all stay inside and you know stay safe and make a little bit of a sacrifice, the quicker everything will get back to normal. So Lucy Hackett then. Uh, Hello Lucy, she says Hi Simon, hope you're keeping well and safe I Hope you are too Lucy This is like third week now in lockdown and bored to death Yeah I know that feeling I've been on, I went on Self-isolation a week Before The country went on lockdown So uh, yeah I've literally been to work once Luckily I get to work from home But yeah Other than that, I think I've had two trips to the shop That's about all I've been at Um since <laughs> so, yeah, it's boring shit uh I've got my kids to keep me entertained, <laughs> which is a nightmare, it's a blessing, it's a blessing and a curse. Nice weather as well, and you can't even go out in it. Well, it's going in your garden, I suppose, but yeah, I know it's not the same as going out with your mates going down a pole ball, you know, chilling out as you do. Quite a few going in the UK, but hopefully, we'll start to settle down soon. Yeah, exactly hopefully we will all be out and about again soon but look forward to hearing this podcast stay safe, thank you very much for your kind words Lucy, I will and I hope you do too and Roy Gibson says, lockdown here, Sam until the 25th, I think I've run out of questions but you will be able to give me answers and up to date news, thank you very much Roy Um, and finally then I'm going to end the last comment on a bit of a sad note spare me one second Jason Ives, who is one of my listeners, um, I believe he resides in the States. He's put Simon. Feel free to use this or not. Generally, I'm not partial. Saturday, we lost a Derby fan, Peter Ives, to COVID 19. Peter was born in Derby and a lifelong Derby supporter. My trips home from America to see dad would have to be timed around when Derby were playing at home so we could catch a game. Last season, Preston. This year, Hull. They never lost when we were there. The drive from Warrington to Pryor Park would always include a story of a game he saw at the baseball ground. I lost my dad Saturday to a terrible virus. Derby, fan, Derby lost a lifelong fan. That is just one number in an ever growing statistic. Please don't forget each one has a story. My dad liked me. Derby, till I die. Very sad, Jason. Um i'm so sorry to hear that by dad um obviously he's a world of man obviously not 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 just by yourself but by friends as well um i'm really sorry for your loss but it just goes to show that in this time of need everybody needs to get together jason if you need to talk or anything like that you've got my own messenger feel free to dm me anybody else as well if you're struggling but this just it, it, this this uh, Jason is one of my listeners. He just get involved quite a lot. Um, it, it, it turned me up. It hit me a bit that I did. Um, obviously, it's derby fan. You know, we're all derby fans that listen to this podcast. Whether you live in Derby, whether you live in Norway, whether you live in America, we are all Derby County. Um, and I'm very sad to hear that Jason and again my condolences to you and your family at this tough time um, yeah we're all Derby aren't we so very sad They're just go show how shit this virus is and how we need to do everything we can to slow it down stop it whatever stay inside and stay safe because otherwise potentially that could be you that's in Jason's position next so on that note guys um obviously like i said stay safe stay at home save lives no thank you so much for listening um i got to 10000 uh, listens last uh, last week it was so that means you've listened you guys all of you have tuned in you've tuned in 10000 times um for me that was a humongous achievement, um, and I never ever expected a little small podcast like myself to to be able to do that. Um, you know, like I say, when I started it well, in June, last June I think it was, um, I literally just, like I said, started up as a hobby, it's just, just something to do, and now it's just, I love doing it, and I, a huge huge thanks again to all of you that listen to my podcast whether you be silent fans whether you be fans that talk to me on twitter the ones that get involved you know with your comments and your questions you know the ones that dm me thank you thank you thank you um i wanted to make the show about the fact for the fans you know you know there's a lot there's like I said, like we said many times before there's lots of podcasts out there um I didn't realize how many that actually was until i started doing it to be honest um i thought it was steve Bloomer. part of that was about it but seeing a few more crop up now but that's fantastic you know we everyone's got different opinions and this way we can we can all talk about them it's great um and get everyone else's views and stuff so yeah um thank you thank you thank you thank you so so much i am hoping to do you know, next season I'm, I'm hoping to do bigger, you know, bigger stuff and keep on and carry and improving the show. Like I say, I'm trying to save up now. So, if you didn't know, I would basically record this. I've got a microphone that plugs into my phone. Um, it's an interview mic. It's it, it's a dual microphone. Uh, so, I am looking to get guests. I will obviously have to meet them, but I'm also as well looking to upgrade so I can record on a laptop. Um it's gonna cost a bit of money. But I want to give you better bigger and better shows. I can get people on Skype and things like that then and I can get more guests on. So yeah, that's my plans for this podcast and to continue it. I hope you all continue your journey with me. Um it's been incredible. But I'm gonna leave it there. Uh I'll let you enjoy the show. Hopefully you do. Obviously, as always, catch me on Twitter at RamsWriter. Feel free to comment, talk to me, whatever, Facebook, the Ramswriter uh Instagram at the underscore ramswriter underscore podcast and of course if you would like to sponsor me um patreon dot com forward slash the that is it that is done thank you as always guys I'll see you next time come on Darby.